Satan knows that as a born-again believer, you are God's precious child. That is exactly why he's unloading his arsenal upon you. Satan hates God more than anyone in the universe. Satan wants to hurt God more than anyone. And Satan knows that God loves you more than anything. His surest way to hurt God is to attack the love of God's heart, you. So Satan's primary strategy in his war against God is to attack your mind. He knows that if he can impress your thinking, he can impact your living. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. Welcome to episode 49 as we continue our mini-series on how to live for Christ. Today's episode is entitled, It's a Mind Thing. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Isaiah 26 3. (laughs) Wow, what a glorious promise. When your mind is totally focused on God, you are in a place of complete safety. And in that place, you're able to experience the quiet contentment, the soundness of mind that is called true, genuine peace. And you can have complete confidence in God no matter what may be happening around you, no matter what. You can have that confidence because your mind is fixed on your Heavenly Father. Want peace in your marriage? focus on God. Want peace in your finances? Focus on God. Do you want peace in the midst of your trials and testing? Focus on God. Do you want peace in the midst of all the confusion and chaos and craziness that's happening in life around us? Focus on God. You see, when your mind is steadfast, when it is leaning entirely upon God for everything you need, God promises he will keep you in the place of peace, and not just any peace, perfect peace. Now, does that mean you won't have any conflict, any trouble, any trials, any testings coming down the path? No, no, no. Paul describes this peace as a peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It's a peace that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 7. No matter what may be happening around you, no matter the situation, the conflict, the trial, the test, no matter what, when your mind is fixed on the Father, His peace will guard your heart. It will protect your mind. You won't be sucked under by the powerful pull of the enemy anymore. When you fully trust in the Lord, when your utmost confidence is placed in the Savior of your soul, then you will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. It never fails to bear fruit. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Did you catch what I just read? You see, the trials of temptation will come. You will experience the heat of drought. But when your trust and your confidence, even then, especially then, is firmly placed on God, then even in the midst of the temptation, even in the midst of the trial and the test, you will still be bearing fruit. Criminologists have learned that whatever their specialty, burglary, theft, arson, etc., professional criminals have what's called an M.O. stands for modus operandi. It's Latin for operating method. 
Each criminal has a particular way of operating, and they'll tend to adhere to that way whenever they're perpetrating a crime. That's called their M.O. Do you notice that Satan also has an M.O.? Paul says of Satan in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, we are not unaware of his schemes. In other words, we already know what his operating method is. That means you don't have to go into the battle against your spiritual foe ignorant of the tactics he's going to throw at you. I want you to consider this. Here's one of his major MOs. Satan attacks your mind with his lies to turn you against God's will. Don't lose sight of the fact that God's will is revealed in God's word. 2 Timothy 2.15 calls it the word of truth. Now, don't miss the significance of that statement. God's word is true. It is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Absolute truth, absolutely. James warns us that when you choose to listen to God's word and do nothing about it, you're being deceived. Let me repeat that. When you choose to listen to the word of God, you read it, you open it, you study it, you're hearing it preached, but you don't apply it to your life, you don't you don't do anything about it, you're being deceived. That, listen, that is exactly what Satan wants. He wants you to be deceived. He is, in fact, the master at deception. Jesus said that Satan does not hold to the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar, and he is the father of lies, John eight forty three and 44. Revelation 12, verse 9 tells us that Satan is that ancient serpent who leads the whole world astray. The devil is a master deceiver. And with that MO, with that background on Satan, let's take a look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Listen as I read it to you. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. It says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he, that's the serpent, said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you should not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Now here's what I want you to remember. Satan hates God. So what we're seeing here in Genesis chapter 3 is that Satan, that deceiver, that master liar, wanted to attack God. And he chose to do so by attacking the one part of God's creation that meant the most to the Heavenly Father. Interestingly, Satan didn't go for a direct frontal assault. He didn't use some form of excruciating torture. He simply started an outwardly innocent conversation focused around one simple goal, to change the way Eve thought about God. 
Remember, if Satan can impress your thinking, he'll impact your living. Now, here's a critical point. Satan attacked Eve's mind. The Apostle Paul declared in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, somehow your minds may be led astray from the sincere and pure devotion that is in Christ. Satan wants your mind. Satan uses that same MO, that same method that he used on Eve on us as well. Why? Because he knows Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think will eventually become what you do. So when your thoughts are focused on King me, I want, I need, I deserve, I desire, I have to have, I can't live without, your choices and your actions are going to be for the benefit of King me. By the way, that's why we are commanded in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, to destroy or demolish the arguments and every lofty opinion that's raised against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought and make each thought obedient to Christ. That's why we're to think only on the things, Philippians 4, 8, that are true and honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. Think on those things. Satan's M.O., he wants to draw you away from the almighty God of the universe. He hates God, and he's going to try to do anything he can to use you to wound your heavenly father. So if we're not ignorant of his devices, if we're going to prepare our minds for the action of protecting ourselves from the deceitful lies of the enemy, what must we do? How do I protect myself against his lies? Well, in the next couple of episodes, we're going to take a brief but powerful look at the steps that Satan took to get Eve to sin. And we're going to discover that he still uses those three steps today to lead you into sin. Well, before I wrap up today's episode, I have a personal request of you. As I look around me at the events that are rapidly unfolding, pulling us ever closer and closer to that that time when the the trumpet is going to sound and God's going to call us home, I'm becoming more and more convinced that our time here on earth is running out. Very soon, God's trumpet is going to sound and the Heavenly Father is going to call His children home. And I confess, listen, I confess to you that I feel, the best way to describe it is I feel an irresistible urge. It's an undeniable draw to make these last days ones that are completely and unreservedly focused on glorifying God in every aspect of my life. And I pray the same for you. You know, I can can relate to Acts 20, verses 22 and 24, where the Apostle Paul says, I'm bound by the Spirit. I I don't know what awaits me, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Oh, I can so relate to that. I, too, am bound by the Holy Spirit to the task of pointing men and women toward the power of Christ and the impact that God's Word can have in their everyday lives. I am so driven. I am compelled to show them from Scripture how to live in victory and freedom, specifically from the lure of lust and the pull of porn and the magnet of masturbation. Hopefully you've picked up on that. If you've been a regular listener to these podcasts and you're hearing my heart, I, I, I don't know how many more years God is going to give me, but I am committed. I am solidly, reservedly committed to dedicating every one of those years, every one of these days 
to the ministry of reaching others for Christ. And I am asking you for help in that. Really? You want my help? Yes. Yes, I am truly asking you to help. So if you share my desire to see men walk in integrity and live in purity, if you share my desire to see marriages restored and hearts renewed and, and, and homes healed and, and, and God glorified through all of it, then I'm in personally, I am personally inviting you to join our team of ministry partners. We've set the goal of raising $46,000 to cover our operating costs for 2022. We need $46,000 to cover all the costs of ministry for 2022. Through your financial gift, the Pure Man Ministry is able to pour into the hearts of both men and women, literally across the globe, investing in their lives and their marriages and their homes and even their churches, training them from God's Word how they can live free from an addiction to porn and lust and masturbation, all to the glory of God. And your support makes this possible. And I mean your support in any dollar amount. I just recently received a donation to our ministry for $5. You realize that is valuable to the person that donated it. That was a precious sacrifice on their their part, on their behalf. And and I'm excited to say that that donation came from Nigeria. It came from across the globe. People are needing to hear this. People are, are hungry for the truth and the promise that God gives. And without compromise, the Pure Man Ministry is dedicated to showing men and women how to have a continuous relationship with Jesus that is real, that is personal. And so to that end, I'm asking you for your financial assistance to partner with us in providing hope and helping men and women win their personal battles for purity. Would you help us raise the goal of $46,000 before the end of this year? Your gifts to this ministry are deeply appreciated And I know this matters, and this counts, they're tax deductible. So if God is moving in your heart to become a financial partner with us, you can visit our website at thepuritycoach.com. That's thepuritycoach.com. And in the upper right corner of the webpage, click on the Donate button, and you can give your tax-deductible donation today. Would you please help us reach our goal so that we can reach the world with a message of hope and healing and restoration. And I thank you for your gift. And if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, wow, let me encourage you to do so today so that you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And if you've not gone all the way back to episode one and listened your way through, I encourage you to do that. There's some great truths, some great teachings, some great principles that you don't want to miss. So until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.